Hey folks, this episode of the podcast is with Jen and Henry of Aloud. Uh, they're a LA-based rock band who I met at the Bootleg Theater during, I believe it was the Polar Tropica residency. I met, I was introduced to uh, Henry and met Jen a little later. Um, so we started talking about doing a, an interview and uh, wanted to get to know them a little better. Uh, I caught their show uh, last month uh, with Alicia Blue, Fiona Gray, among a couple of others, also at the bootleg. One of my favorite venues. Um, it's I've only been there a handful of times, and and I love it. Great lighting, great people, great community. Every, everybody seems to know each other, which is really cool. Um, but the band is just a, a wall of sound, and it's... Uh, it's intense. It reminded me to wear earplugs because uh, I'm 31 and the highs are going uh, slowly but surely. And uh, I got to remind myself to, uh, you know, take care of my ears. Uh, and, you know, everyone else should too. So here's a friendly reminder. We're going to blast their song, Show Me What You've Got, off their latest cut, Live TV. And uh, you'll see. <laughs> We talked at their house in Hollywood and had some cheese and beer and bread. It was delicious, Very, and they're very friendly people. So uh, get to know them with this, and first we're going to play Show Me What You Got. So here we go. Sucker punch to the head, you're disoriented now. Burn it all down, let the flame testify. Will you kid yourself when the embers move so fast? And the anger in your soul, I'm not saying let it go. Show me what you
idea. Mm. Yeah, you guys have like that real just wall of sound. Speaking of volume, it's so yeah. It was hard. I was recording it uh, with this thing, uh, recording your show, uh-huh. trying just like little bits and pieces just to test this thing out. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And I was just like, I don't like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know how to edit this later. <laughs> right, right, it's right. It's just this. It's so intense and in, in yeah, yeah. the best way possible. <laughs> I'm not talking shit. I just, I was just like, this is beyond me right now. Yeah. <laughs> we, we used to be really fucking loud. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, when you start out, you have no concept of volume. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. Um, but we the the, yeah. the guitars are definitely like the lowest they've been now. It's just that the band's expanded. Yeah. So yeah. you know now it's the core four piece that we always were and the horns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, I remember a friend of mine uh, like two years ago. He's he's still in Boston. He um, he's talking to like his boss, uh, or like he was like plugging one of his own shows or something mm-hmm. at this uh, at this venue, and his boss was like, "Yeah, man, I remember. I remember it was TT the Bears was the venue. It's like I remember that place. Like the last time I went to a show there." the loudest fucking band I've ever seen in my life <laughs> was playing and like I had a headache and my ear was ears were ringing for days and you know Jeff was like oh what are they called it's like like loud aloud <laughs> something and uh, he texted me I'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> my work here is done uh, <laughs> yeah the sound was awful at that venue anyway so <laughs> we had that like in our like helping us out but yeah I was just like fuck yeah <laughs> How much did those early beginnings in, in trying to find the, the volume uh, inform the name of the band? Uh, not at all. Not at all. Uh, yeah, yeah. I th- the, the Coming up with a band name is one of the, the worst, worst things you'll life. ever have to do. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Because it's just like, you have to think too much about something you really shouldn't be thinking too much about. Because whatever it is, as long as it's not absolutely terrible... Like really terrible. Like I feel like Diarrhea Planet's a terrible name for a band. <laughs> yeah. Thank God they're, they're awesome. And they're a good band, but that is a terrible yeah. band name. Uh, so, but anything, most things are just going to become themselves. You're not even yeah. going to think about it. You're just going to say the name because you're referencing the band, but you're not going to think about the name while you're saying it right. most times. So we just wanted something that wouldn't sound like it would pin us down mm-hmm. to any specific genre or anything like that. So we'd have space to you know, move around and, you know, if we were called like the Eagles of death metal, you'd probably have to sound like a certain, you know, type or something. Right. Um, so we just, we just didn't want you to have to have a, a, a picture of something in your brain when you heard the name versus hearing the music first. But mostly the four of us didn't hate it. Right. And we were tired. And that's the important thing. Exactly. Let's just, let's just settle on this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It gets the point across. Yeah. There were just some like awful, like, it's at the top of the alphabet. Yeah, so yeah. when you walk into the record store, it's at the yeah, very front. Wasn't taken it's at the It's one time. name. It's one word. You know, very simple. Like, yeah. It's some marketing school right there. All that stuff. <laughs> the accidental wit and wisdom of uh, stone 20-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to a friend about, he was trying to figure out a name for his uh, upcoming album. And I was just mm-hmm. like, how do you go about this? And he's, he's like, you know, normally you, you, you could pick through could like sift through the lyrics or yeah you yeah know, whatever i was feeling at the time i have no idea what to call this thing I yeah just call it right. number five you know like <laughs> right 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 yeah i love naming albums after tracks mm-hmm. on the record i'm like which track seems like it yeah. encompasses most of the, yeah. the themes or something or what just sounds good because then you don't have to think about it very much and yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just like that coming up with a title that has nothing to do with what's already written like you've already written like 12 songs right which right. kind of 
stand alone and speak for themselves. And now you have to come up with another phrase or one word that's going to somehow encapsulate <laughs> all 12 songs. Like, man, you know, which is Being like, creative is hard guys. It's, it's <laughs> just like, so such a weird thing to think about, you know, and it's much it harder after you've recorded the album. Yeah, a, yeah. a lot of this stuff's almost a lot easier to think about while you're in the process of it. Cause you're in the thick of it yeah. and you're constantly thinking about these things. Well, so. it's like, uh, yeah, it's always like, um, you know, people ask like, "Oh, what does this song mean?" You know, like this lyric or whatever. I'm like, I knew at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to think right. about it anymore. So I'm like, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that from other musicians too. Like, where they're just like, "I was in a different place." I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. ten plus years ago. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's gone. You know? Yeah, or even even you know like. I couldn't think of anything, so I went to like a poetry book and I saw like two words and like sick. <laughs> uh, and then we have. Bands like, uh, you mentioned uh, Diarrhea Planet. Yeah. Are you aware of a band called Fart Barf? No. <laughs> <laughs> LA locals. I am very upset. Holy <laughs> moly. Went with the loud now. <laughs> they all Amazing. wear these like uh, sort of caveman masks. There you and, go. You know, you've never you seen go. their faces. And they play this like really abrasive electronica. Oh, it's really cool. But <laughs> that name, I was just like... All right. You know, I, if you are going to go that way, I feel like you have to lean into that. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, you're not going to you're not gonna write chamber pop. We live, in a, like we live in a time where all musicians have the means to uh, distribute their music. So if you're going to, like, you better go hard. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. if you're going to, yeah. you know. Well, and I feel like it's also a thing where um, most people now, if they're going to write something different, they're going to create a new moniker or a new band or whatever else whereas like i think before it was always there was this you know you could change from album to album be the same band and so something that that concern i was saying earlier was probably also more coming from that place like we always wanted to be a band that record one was different from record two and whatever and so on and so on and, and i think record eight's the one where we're like oh i miss doing the stuff we did on record yeah let's one. get back to our roots man <laughs> back you know? to our roots stuff. Right. there's a plan there's a plan there's a trajectory <laughs> and, and i think somewhere along the lines i think people started just kind of like uh instead of thinking about it that way started like just kind of well i can just like have a whole new band with this because then the advent of like home recording meant you could also just kind of do that on your own and then find people to play with after the fact you know right right so it i think you know i think that's always the way the technology changes the creative thing and the creative thing changes the technology it's like a ever you know um it's like a snake eating its own tail <laughs> it's a bit like that yeah, yeah. but it's and always end, it's always changing planet, so. <laughs> so what about bands like uh, or musicians sending audio files to each other instead of actually playing uh in the same room how um, do you feel about this it's i mean it, it's kind of a bummer but we we've done that lately like as far as like recording i mean we obviously still get together and like work out parts and stuff but like now because uh, it's so, like charles uh our bass player is um he's a recording engineer mm -hmm. also so like uh and then our drummer chris same thing and he has his own home studio so like it's gotten to the point where like you know uh we've been like experimenting this where like me and general record a demo you know, we'll punt it up to Charles. He brings it back with a bass part. We send it to Chris. You know, right. he'll go to his studio and record drums. So it's been it's been a very interesting. Well, to way to, to kind of expand on that though, uh -huh. we work it out in the rehearsal space when we get together. Like yeah. we actually are like yeah. playing through the song and stuff. Right. Um, and then it's like okay, like once we feel good about where it's at, then Chris will go and put down yeah, yeah. the drums and send it back, and then we'll start kind of piecing things together. And mm -hmm. um, what we're trying to kind of do now, I think, is sort of. Like so it also means that we have this 
amazingly accessible way to record mm -hmm. like nothing stopping us from recording we don't have to save up a bunch of money to go into a studio or anything like that um but we can also still like have the band a band on it like we don't yeah. have to like have drum tracks or anything if we don't want to if it's not a thing for the song right. because nothing's stopping chris from recording his drums do you know what i mean right so we've kind of we're we're in this real like sweet spot right in the middle where we can still get those sounds that we're looking for without having to dump a bunch of money in a mm -hmm. studio somewhere and it, that's not stopping us from achieving what we want to achieve mm -hmm. um so it's it's sort of this you know, and, and this is sort of the thing also self-producing is we kind of have to police ourselves and like go into the rehearsal space and like think about, you know, loosely what we want this thing to be like and what we kind of want it to end up with and then start putting things on piece by piece. But so it's also we're, we're trying to kind of keep it very creative and in the moment when we're ready to put down these parts. So it, we're also not just working everything out in the rehearsal space and then just recording what we what yeah. we put down because right. I feel like there's a different process that happens. You get married to parts in the rehearsal space, you mm -hmm. know, if you play them over and over again, cause you're working them out as a band. So the, the idea is to like, Oh, this is how we would play it live. And like, you know, mm -hmm. so you don't think about like, maybe it doesn't need another track here, or maybe I can do this instead of that. And like, you're, you're more worried about like, what am I contributing while we're all playing versus what does the song need while mm -hmm. we're recording it? Yeah. You know, That's well, I guess, um, yeah, I guess as far as like how, how I feel about it is like, as much as I'd love to like book a solid month of like, <laughs> like East West or something, uh, mm -hmm. it's really cool that at least it uh, it allows us to like actually just create, right? You know, like it, we're, there's no barrier, basically, right. and I feel exactly that is nothing but a positive for both us and like just anyone that wants to make stuff. You know, right. um, <clears throat> that said, if I had my way, I'd I'd absolutely book a month at, <laughs> at East West <laughs> and just like eat shit and. Yeah, it's like, all right, we'll book a session from midnight to 6 a.m., guys. <laughs> We're here. Yeah, did you write anything? No. <laughs> That's the dream, but, you know. Well, that is good, then, because it's not so prohibitively expensive anymore, right? Yeah. yeah. You don't have to do all those things anymore, but like you said, you have to police yourselves. Yeah, and yeah. And really keep on track, like, how That's easy the danger. is it to just fuck off, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Well, and, like, you know, and, you know we always always think of, like, Sgt. Pepper, and, like, when it, I mean, they, they definitely went way too far but the thing i think like kind of limited them was like they have only four tracks uh -huh. you know so that was like a way to like sort of you know police what you can and can't do or what crazy shit you're you're trying to you know right. um, like I, I can't imagine pepper ever getting done if they had like pro tools with like infinite tracks and like how <laughs> like god how different would it sound how uh, different would all of that sound you know yeah yeah i don't know i wonder when that shift really took place you know where People started to really figure out how to make it cheap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would argue uh, "Live in La Vida Loca" because <laughs> <laughs> apparently that was the first hit song that was both recorded and mixed in the box. Really? Uh, yeah. Right. So uh, yeah, it was like the first one with like the. I mean, probably not the first one, but the first like hit. Mm -hmm. You know, that was like like a hundred percent. Yeah, they didn't use like a board. Yeah. Uh, to yeah. to do that and wow, but yeah. that already kind of started, yeah, like happening. I mean, I remember when I found out that um, what's the Tom Petty album that was recorded in his garage? Oh, um, the big one, um, <laughs> the, yeah, Full Moon Fever. Full Moon Fever. Yeah, and I was like, you got Fucking those acoustic guitar sounds in your garage? <laughs> so I like the, when you start to kind of realize some of that stuff, you're like, oh, I just have to like be on top of what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, just you know. Yeah. Like there are other ways around it that you don't realize. I, I think there's always, there was always this mysterious air about, you know, 
certain records or the way records got made or whatever else. Um, I think a lot of the things in the music industry when you start out have that sort of that there's a curtain of mystery. Yeah. You know that it's very necessary yeah, to well, the, maintain the illusion. <laughs> it is because because all these people who have these keys to all of these different facilities mm-hmm. and whatever that that you know you want access to, in order for them to keep those keys they have to make you believe that you can't do it yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? So, you know, as, especially when you start out and you're young, like, you you have no other comparison. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of, like, believe that. And then, you know, the faster you realize that the more you can do on your own, the better off you'll be and the less you'll be taken advantage of, the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, the rise of independent labels or self-releasing and... Yeah. and- Spotify or Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, right, right, even right. Spotify too. But like, yeah, SoundCloud, the ability to just crank it out on your own. Yeah, yeah. yeah and and the other thing about that is like learning how to release something. You know, mm-hmm. like the thing is like, a lot of bands will just throw stuff out there, and like you spent how much time working on this, and you didn't think about how you were gonna put something out so that you could get the best result mm-hmm. out of it you know right, and there's right. always going to be a ceiling like look the, none of us have like mm-hmm. loads of people working for us or anything like that mm-hmm. but like you can at least try to control how your music gets out there and and learn from it each time you release something so that you can hopefully get it to more people right you know each time and and have yourself be better prepared i mean there's always i we had so many moments where it was like damn, we should have gotten those you know that mailing out sooner than later or made, made sure the release show was booked before we picked the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Things like that, yeah. like little things like that you start to learn. It's like, Oh, if we were going to do a video, we should have had that been ready right around the release of the song. Not like three months later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to capitalize on that momentum or oh, whatever, man. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I think like, I think that's the thing is we all dream of like, it's not just like making records, but like the way that we saw things just kind of get rolled out. You know what I mean? And the thing is you can do that. Mm-hmm. You can totally plan for how that's going to be. Um, sometimes we just get frustrated and put music out there because we just want to get it out there. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, yeah. I think that musicians have a tendency to do that. But I think you can, essentially what we're talking about is being your own label. Yeah. And figuring out how you're going to get these things done that you think are important to releasing your music, you know? Right. So, like, if, if we think part of that is, like, making a video, then, you know, so we have to sit here and come up with a concept and mm. try and find a friend who's going to help us film it and figure out how we're going to execute it and know what our limitations are so that we don't push ourselves to the point where it's going to not be something feasible, mm-hmm. where we won't be able to, like, edit it. You know, like, to that point, like, Henry is a video editor. Mm-hmm. The fact that he does that, like saves us so much like yeah you know headache being able to do that cut down costs that sort of thing like i book our shows i do our pr like everything we do is done in-house because we've had to learn how to do it (laughs) (laughs) well and even when we saved up the money to hire some people to do that sometimes there you know there are things that as an independent artist you should definitely save up your money to do and pay someone to do it. And there are things that are not really worth mm-hmm. doing that for. Um, and you have to kind of, it's, you know, it's trial and error. You mm-hmm. kind of have to learn what that is. Some of it is just elbow grease and like putting the time in, which is also valuable. You don't have enough time ever, yeah. but you know, if, if it's something that, if, if that's all we're talking about, then you should get in there and just do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it highlights the importance of a label, or the the value of a label. Right. I, I listened to this interview with uh, 
the Black Keys mm-hmm. recently. They were on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, and he they were just trashing the entire industry. <laughs> <laughs> and like they're they're just like they're vultures and this and that. Yeah, and so, like, yeah. There's a lot of people just, that are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just arguing that you you can do this yourself and you should do this yourself because they're yeah. just, they're not as useful anymore. They really aren't, you know, you and, learn. and they're obviously speaking from a position of like, they've made their success. So like, it's even easier for a band like that to, to go out on their like own that. and say something like that, yeah. but it still holds true. Really. I mean, I used to get pissed off when I hear that a little bit because I was like, well, you're, you're already fine. Like yeah. for you, it's great. <laughs> right. But it's still, even at the end of the yeah. day, it's like you, I think that you have to put yourself in a position where you are more valuable to them than they might be to you in a certain way so that you have some kind of leverage when you come to the table. If you're already pulling in, you know, a few hundred people at the club in your yeah. hometown, you have some leverage. If right. you're already selling what, you know what I'm saying? Like if you've already got something that they want, then you are in yeah. a better place to negotiate with them for the mm-hmm. things that you want. Yeah. You well, know? Right. And I, I remember like when we, uh, we were like about to release our, our first album, like we were, you know, we were very young and we're thinking like, all right, we, we recorded it and uh, we're going to like ship, you know, or uh, shop this to labels and stuff. Um, and there were enough labels that, uh, but by the way, I want to point out Merge sent us a postcard thanking us. And I thought that was very sweet. I like Merge. I love Merge. Yeah. Uh, it's been great. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're like, their origins are, are in line with stuff I love, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, not, not them, but like a couple labels were like, well, you know, basically like talk to us like when you can like sell 10,000 of these. And I'm thinking like, I could sell 10,000 of these. Fuck you. Like, yeah, why do I need you, you to yeah. sell 10,000 for yeah. me, man? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, what are you, what are you there for? What, yeah, yeah, yeah. What well, it's because like, they used to, because yeah. it used to be more about, okay, I'm going to invest and develop right, this artist. Right, right. And that's not, that, that part isn't happening anymore. So you have to invest in yourself and develop yourself. And then when you're in a position where you need to expand, then it's worth, you know, hearing a label out don't even bother going to them though it's like you're already putting yourself in a bad position they will come to you yeah, yeah. if they think they can make money off you because that's what they want to do yeah mm-hmm. you know so oh what a great business yeah <laughs> it's full of fucking scumbags yeah, yeah. i was uh, just uh going i to, do like, not the, feel great about it these days yeah uh this this ties in with like the video editing stuff uh which you know like jim mentioned like i i only got into video editing because we couldn't afford a video editor yeah and like oh this was out of necessity okay. right yeah, oh, yeah. And, then, and then somehow it just uh turned into like you know people will pay me for for stuff um oh so you got really good at it and uh, yeah <laughs> good, good enough like <laughs> everything i do I'm, I'm faking it but uh i uh i was working on something uh, uh george porter jr like played the mint recently and like mm. i got to edit that whole show which is fucking amazing uh cool but uh you know, he gave like a, an interview like behind the scenes thing and like uh one of the things he said in that like stuck with me and uh i guess like they asked him like oh do you have any advice or whatever for like young musicians and he's like yeah the music industry is an evil business <laughs> <laughs> so you know i forget exactly what he said but basically like because it's an evil business like know your shit know what's happening mm-hmm. at every step of the way because like you know that guy that's like driving that you know cadillac you know, off off of your hard work, like, and you're driving like a you know Ford, you know, and then he's like, "Fuck Ford, I hate Ford." But uh, <laughs> but, you know, but like, the, you know, the point is like, just just you know, we can't as like artists and stuff, like, we can't afford to just kind of be in the dark anymore, right? Uh, you know, or it's or it's like at your own peril, you know, because then people yeah. are gonna like, you know, like we we've discovered like little situations where you know we were like asleep at the wheel for like five minutes or something, uh-huh. and then we're like later finding out like. 
huh, like, how come you're getting a cut of this? And, like, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember agreeing with that. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you sign like, something you know, behind your yeah. back. And, yeah, you and know. even things yeah. that uh, should work as they should don't always work as they should. Yeah. Like, you know, um, you should be getting paid a royalty on something and someone didn't file the paperwork and then you don't get paid and then you have to track them down and you have to talk to your pro and whatever else. And like, you know, that's happened to us for the first time in the last year. And I'm just kind of like, why is this my, you do your it's job. Your job. Yeah. This is your job. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Only for the first time recently, huh? Wow. Well, that we know it. Well, that you know it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. Fuck anyway. It. <laughs> Fuck that. Well, so you come from Miami, right? Yeah. Yeah, we were both born and raised there. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. I yeah. had a layover there. That's the most I know about Miami. <laughs> That's all you need. That's what a lot of people say. Seven and a half hours in the, in the airport. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. MIA? Huh? Is that Miami International? Uh, oh, wait, no. It was Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. That's yeah. Miami too, right? Isn't that close? No. Nah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's the greater it's Miami It's like 45 area. minutes from... Oh, yeah. that's way yeah, too yeah. far. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. The I've better, not the, been to the better beaches are, are around there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like Fort Lauderdale for the longest time was sort of like the secret. It was like the Burbank of uh, uh, to, right. to MIA's LAX, but like now everyone knows about it. Uh, so it's oh, such a bummer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like every time I'd fly back to, to visit my folks, like we we go through Fort Lauderdale. Traffic was easy. Like my dad worked like uh, nearby, so he just like yeah pick me up, and now it's just like a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right next to Ontario Airport, and. Um, oh, yeah and like no traffic ever yeah. it's Wonderful. it's a breeze but it's way more expensive than yeah, LAX. yeah. oh right 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 so right. it's just all right guess i'm going to lax yeah you can drop right. me off yeah we flew yeah. out of burbank for the first time uh in april mm -hmm. and it was, was amazing man. amazing <laughs> like we got there so like nice. an hour earlier or whatever right thinking with secure we just we were the only people yeah. in the security line wow. when we got through Jeez. And I was like, okay, we're definitely here way too early. Do you want to do a full before. cavity search? We got time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're very nice. <laughs> let, me, let me make your job easier. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. And thankfully, uh, it wasn't, it was it was actually a little cheaper than the last flight. Yeah. So mm. I was like, yes. Nice. But uh, yeah, Miami, that's a, that's a place. It's very <laughs> uh -huh. what's, uh, so what's, what's the local scene like? Uh, when um, you, just before you left, I guess. Before we left, it was... Mm. There wasn't Abismal. really, there wasn't, <laughs> um, there wasn't really a, there yeah. were a few bands and there was one place that mostly they played at and we all hung out at, mm -hmm. yeah. but it closed down like right. maybe a few months before we moved or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, every, everything really there is just a lot more commercial, a lot more like, you know, larger venues and you know national yeah. label acts coming through right, and that sort right. of thing there isn't yeah. at the time i don't know i have no idea what it's like now because we're, we're i haven't been there like, forever like 19 years now at this yeah. point like oh okay so it's yeah uh from reports yeah. i i feel like it, nothing much has really changed in that respect although i hear you know certain parts of it like yeah. the arts district or something feel, has something going on but. i feel like now there's like more of an indie scene happening but it's kind of like still below the surface you know mm -hmm. um but yeah like at the time it was just like when we were there and like especially like the kind of music that we were like shooting for um there was less room for that sort of thing so we just kind of had to find like any little like there we were play, just like, very few bands or we would play uh like the warehouse cafe was that with that was that place and that, yeah. that was a lovely place because it was just like 
uh, it was a small place, very, very, very community oriented. Like everybody knew each other. We all went to each other's shows and mm. stuff. And it was like in a strip mall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's like, cool. Um, and yeah. that was it. That's the hub. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty much it. And it was all uh, ages. So like you know, we were all. It was because it was a coffee place. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there was another place downtown, the uh, the Wallflower Gallery, that uh, also closed down a few years ago. We actually we got to play there as allowed, finally like. Oh, cool. Years ago. So that was that was interesting, but uh-huh. yeah, it was it was like kind of like, uh, it was hard to find like our place. There just there. wasn't a scene to speak of. It yeah. was like it wasn't a place where there were a lot of kids trying to form bands. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. wasn't you know, I, I worse, barely, yeah, barely knew anybody pretty... with a guitar. You know that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, it wasn't that people weren't into music, but as far as like picking yeah. up a guitar and mm. and doing something or, or an instrument or whatever, that wasn't that wasn't yeah. really a thing. I don't. I don't. I didn't know anybody else in my school, who was in a band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was the only person in a band at my school. Um, I knew, like another kid in a different school who had a band. That sort of thing. So yeah. that, that's just to show you how like sporadic, yeah, like me. not right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to show you how rare that was. You know, um, I remember a friend of mine. Her brother had a band, and it was like, wow. In a band that's crazy like you know? yeah. yeah yeah it's like they played in like <laughs> their backyard and like yeah. i remember that was the first time i'd sat down to listen to like a, a live live music from yeah. a rock band and i was like this is crazy you know like that was like one of those moments is that yeah. what kicked it off then is that one of the no moments that kicked no it off? no i think that we just like for me anyway i've just always loved music it's mm-hmm. just always been a thing my grandmother was a piano teacher mm-hmm. there was always a piano around the house um from an early age i just started picking up melodies and finding them on the piano mm-hmm. and they put me in lessons and music was just important in the house my mom qu- can't sing can't play a note she's awful uh, <laughs> she, she spent all of her karma on sharing a birthday with mick jagger <laughs> right right it's like oh man okay yeah so it skipped her completely yeah, yeah. but she had a great record collection uh-huh and I sifted through the record collection, and oh, that was cool. that was the influence there. It was like you know she had like the Beatles like Red and Blue albums and all the Rolling Stone albums, all the Elton John, all that sort of thing. And that that was sort of like the beginning of you know me kind of yeah. getting to know music. <laughs> yeah, right. And and then having like the, you know what would happen is my so my great grandmother was uh, still alive when I was living there, and my grandparents would go out for dinner, and I would be left to kind of be in charge of the house and and make sure you know. I mean, well, she, she couldn't had, she move, you know, yeah. she had Alzheimer's and she was bedridden. So she's not, she wasn't going to move, but just so someone was there in the house with her. Right. And uh, so it was, it was kind of awesome because I got to be this like little adult for a second, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the house was mine and I could kind of fix my meal and whatever else. And then I could like sit at the piano and play as loud as I wanted to with the volume pedal on the whole time wow. and, and just like sit there and like, I wasn't writing songs. I didn't know that that's what I was doing. You know, I was just kind of getting stuff out and just mm. playing whatever I felt like learning chords and whatever else. And, uh, and those, those are still like those happy, like childhood memories of being by myself. Yeah, exactly. Too, right? Exactly. Well, it's like in the way you're describing it. It's like, that is just like ultimate freedom. Like you don't need a job. Yeah. yeah. You have the yeah. house to yourself. You're yeah. like playing as loud as you want. And yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. They didn't lock the liquor cabinet. Yeah. Nobody questioned it. <laughs> You know, I, I mean, don't I was... Ask, don't tell policy yeah. on Yeah, that. it was great. It was great. Your parents I, are cool. <laughs> well, and those are my grandparents, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, they blind eyed all that, you know. Mm. But yeah, it was it was so phenomenal. It's funny thinking back at it. It totally makes sense. Because oh, as a kid, I just always wanted to be an adult. 
you know, <laughs> like I was like, when do I get my own apartment? You know, things like that. So, so like, fun. <laughs> yeah. I was say when it happened, uh, were you disillusioned? I've made a huge mistake. Um, no, I think I That's think I've only just like leaned into it all. I love being whatever I am in that moment. Like I'm yeah. totally fine with this. I mean, you know, there are things that suck, obviously, but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. having to be in someone else's house and having them tell you what to do and all of that. No, I'm not into that. Yeah. Like that's just. I don't ever want to live with a roommate again. That's never going to happen. Get the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have an One arrangement. <laughs> uh, you know, that sort of stuff. And like, and I really do value my like time alone, which is probably why I look back on that as a happy memory where some other kid must have been like, I was all alone in the house. And I was why like, are you yes. Because you, <laughs> you give me my space. You know what I mean? Like we give each other yeah. space. That's like, it's no, like it, mm-hmm. You being in the house is like me being alone. It's like fine. It's not a big it's deal. It's like no one's here. Yeah. It's like when I talk to myself, it's like I'm talking to you. So it's it's fine. You know? uh, uh, but you you need that to create. You need to yeah. be alone to write. Otherwise, um, otherwise the visions get really diluted pretty quickly. Well, right? it's just that if you, it's not even just that because we get together. We write the songs together, right? But what happens is you need a moment to kind of work something out you know, in, in its, in its inception, because mm. it comes to you, like you, you might be like walking down the street or whatever else and, or just being idle, doing something else. And mm. your, your mind's working in the background and this melody kind of comes to you and then you need to sit down and kind of figure it out real quick. Um, and you might want to sit there for a few minutes and work it out a bit more before even sitting down with someone else, just so you have something to show, you know yeah. what I mean? But if you're, if you're surrounded by, a bunch of people all the time. If like you live in a house with like four or five other people, um, it gets a little bit harder mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. Uh, especially if it's like a family setting, you know, we have lived in the house with like four or five yeah. other people and we <laughs> did write an album under those circumstances. Um, but, um, well, you so know, you, again, you going need, back uh, to like the family thing, right? Like that everybody's in your yeah. business all the damn time. There's yeah. no privacy there. Yeah. You well, know? It's like on a basic thing. Like you need, you know, like when, uh, for me anyway, like when you're creating stuff, you just need that little, space of dignity for you to like be lame and fuck up a lot and <laughs> right right write stupid things to get to the yeah to the thing and it's kind of difficult you know like if someone's can you can you not look at me <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm trying to rhyme rhyme love with dove for like two seconds <laughs> right can you not roast me right now as i try to do this <laughs> yeah you get self-conscious yeah. you know i mean and, and even yeah. when you're living with other people and have the door closed it's like it can still hear you yeah. and then you're like am i too loud am i whatever and i'm like i never want to worry about being mm-hmm. too loud right. when I'm writing. Yeah, that was, that was like me like growing up trying to write songs, you know, and like I, I was very uh, to myself in private and like, you know, I, I wasn't like allowed out of the house anyway. So like my bedroom was like my my refuge, right? But it was a thing of like not wanting people to even know what was happening. Right. And, you know, you listen back mm. to those like shittily recorded like demos that I would record and I'm like, I'm not singing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're shy. You're, you, yeah. Somebody else is going to hear mm-hmm. you and... this is why you think about uh, garages right the whole idea Mm -hmm. of like garage and a band and a band playing in a garage and stuff you know because it's like okay no one's gonna be in here yeah Yeah. just make a ruckus in here well that was uh your your parents garage that was like our uh well i think her her dad built like uh, he converted the garage into like his office Mm -hmm. and i guess like that was immediately taken over by that, yeah, but, I was like, this is our writing room (laughs) (laughs) but you know it was uh it was it was great because it was uh you know, just like yeah, I get dropped off at your house on like Fridays or whatever. It's like, well, order pizza. We're gonna work on whatever bullshit. You know, like on this uh, sports track recorder <laughs> I got for Christmas, and uh, you know, 
It's fantastic. I mean, it it was all probably terrible. But But, imagine being like, you know, you're like this teenager and what you're going to do is like your friend's coming over and you're going to like just sit and write and record music. And that's what you're going to do on your Friday and your weekend and whatever. And like, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's great. Going uh, going back to our earlier conversation about like having the means to record, like getting that four track at that time in my life was like that moment, you know, like we can overdub stuff set. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you labels <laughs> i love those moments in time where like yeah. things just line up right like what if you got that the next year maybe you wouldn't have been into it anymore right. yeah, yeah we right. might not have been we might not have been writing together yeah, that, yeah. You know, like, i love racking my brain with yeah. just these hypotheticals that just depress you after a while. <laughs> it's like oh what if this never happened you know yeah right. i might have been happy what? <laughs> is this thing on <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, I, I always wonder how people got got shit done back then, like surrounded by other people. Because like I'm such a yeah. scatterbrain, anything mm-hmm. gets my attention, and <laughs> anything distracts me. You yeah, know? I think phones I can't imagine our, our our smartphones have ruined yeah. everything. Yeah, really. I guess we didn't have that like back then. This would have been yeah. like 2000. Yeah, like 98, 99. Yeah, around then. So, yeah. I mean, we didn't even have cell phones. We had yeah, like DSL was just <laughs> <laughs> back in. Back in '98, we had DSL. And... I was rem- still so slow. Whoa! I America remember. Online. I remember getting like, uh, like when people would just first started really having cell phones when it became more popular when they got oh, especially in Miami too. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I well, we had just moved to Boston, and we had so we had a landline. These mm. people still had landlines, and uh, and my mom was like, "Don't you want to get a cell phone?" And I was like, "So people can reach me." Anytime, no. whenever, like when I'm just walking down the street, no. Like, I don't even want this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would what I want, want you to be able to reach me at any time of day? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And here we are. <laughs> I grew up with it. So, you right. know, mm-hmm. 31. So I'm, I'm like at the end of that. Yeah. Right, right, that, right. Yeah. Uh, you know. Just made it. <laughs> just made it. Where like I remember, yeah, the like the old. Yeah. memes on Facebook like I remember a time without the internet and playing yeah, outside yeah, yeah. and that sort of thing but I had a cell phone in high school uh-huh. because like they were cheaper already right yeah yeah, yeah totally my mom was super paranoid so, right so, yeah. right you right know. I had uh my senior year of high school my grandmother got me a beeper <laughs> <laughs> just in case she needed to get in touch with me for an emergency she you mean could, if she needed to she give could, you a beepiazo yeah un beepiazo uh, <laughs> she would beep me and then I would have to find a pay phone, <laughs> call collect, <laughs> and say, yeah, you I'm got fine. any call from? I'm fine. <laughs> and that was it? Yeah, yeah. You don't want to rack up the minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what a time to be alive. It's, it all sounds horrible, and yet I, I just as easily go right back to that and, you know, yeah. live in a world where no one can, like, Instagram me or, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do like Instagram. I like... That's I the like good one. All the cool stuff that mm-hmm. that the technology came with, the phones yeah. came with. But mm-hmm. when you when the new you know iPhone update comes with a uh, a monitor to see how long oh, you've been right. watching, you know, looking oh, yeah, at yeah. the screen, right? And yeah. it just shames you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I, I don't need this right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, you spent four hours a day on this thing. It's like yeah. what? Yeah, someone should yeah. be like. Apparently, hey, that's the average. You though. spend an average seven hours on your phone. You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it should just tell me work. <laughs> just you cannot access this for a while. You clearly can't handle yeah. it. Uh, I'll I'll tell you though. I stopped uh, like like two years ago. I stopped checking my Facebook newsfeed and my Twitter feed, and it's been that's awesome. Bold. It's it's great, man. I feel. <laughs> 
I feel like like a thing will come up in the news or something, and like, yeah, it's horrible, but I could at least spend five minutes thinking about it first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just be like, we're going to be fine. And know? not just react yeah, like, yeah. right away. Well, that's the thing is like, you. I mean... I mean, I miss out on by a bunch the time... of cool memes, but... Yeah, you, know. you do. Well, by the time people are like sharing like all these articles and whatever, instead of you even reading the article, you're reading your friend's post and then all the reactions at the bottom. You haven't even read the damn yeah. article yet. So you oh, have no yeah. idea the context of it or how bad or not it is. You can't even decide for yourself. And you're just getting bombarded with people's emotions, yeah. Yeah. Um, which then affects your own mm-hmm. instead of just like reading what the damn thing is about. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Which might upset you anyway, but... Uh, but you can at least, at least control it's your... It's an yeah. informed upset. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, I right. did this to myself. Right. I like this personal and here's responsibility. Why. <laughs> yeah, and right. here's why. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it, is, it is funny when you when you break... I mean, you know... If your uh, friends read the article, they just share. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> nine times out of ten, they probably haven't. Yeah. I yeah. repost and try not to comment. That's, that's, that's <laughs> my move. I never comment. Yeah. It's not even worth it. Yeah, what kind yeah. of a meaningful conversation can you have in that setting? Yeah. Like just like a snarky reply to something here right. or there, but that's about it. <laughs> that's about know? it. That's all. That's the level of that discourse, right? Yeah. Like we're not actually talking to each other. Yeah. How can you, right? And then on top of that, like, you know, you're in the middle of doing whatever it is you're doing that day, whether you're at work or you're running errands or whatever it is, and then it's going off, and someone's like written this diatribe, and you're just like, when am I going to sit down and respond? to this obnoxious person, yeah. you know, like, uh, and then, and then you're on your phone for another hour Yeah, and, and you're stuck in it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Much easier to do that bullshit face to face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why I like interviews. Cause you can just like have a conversation and talk shit about people and be like, yeah, I said that. Yeah. <laughs> Start your own podcast. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and talk shit too. <laughs> Brendan flowers. <laughs> I talked so much shit about a bunch of different bands. I won't name them again, but like on the last yeah. one that I did, we're like, we're like, oh, just kidding at the end, you know, uh-huh. just making fun of new goth and stuff like that. You know? uh, it's, it's of lovely. which I'm a big fan, but yeah, yeah. at the same time. You yeah. Know. That was the, uh, yeah, I was, was going to say like with the, the Florida bands and stuff like that was the thing, like you find, you find someone that plays guitar, right? And that was already like a small slice. Mm. And then there's an even bigger gamble to make it's like well what do you listen to and like in florida nine times out of ten it's like oh man creed is sick really 311 <laughs> and, and it's like oh, so big fuck. in high school like, growing up. what about pod is that oh yeah no yeah yeah so i i spent a lot of time um uh what was this like yeah so like in high school and this is partially out of a need to like i just need to play mm-hmm. um the catholic church down the street you know uh they had like a youth mass at like 8 p.m and they had a band mm-hmm. and like i had I've been playing guitar for a few years and I was like, I want to play with people. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I played with the church band for a few years, which was very, it was, it was great in that I, I had like weekly experience just like playing and right. doing all this stuff. Getting, getting that energy out. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And like, you know, apart from like the, the, the masses and stuff, like we were, we're all kids. We're all a bunch of assholes. We're doing a bunch of crazy shit, you know, so it's, it's <laughs> the, the, the opposite of what they're, you know, but to basically like the POD stuff was like around a lot because it's just like, yeah, but also God, <laughs> <laughs> like we'll drink and shit, but like, but God, you know, come on uh, guys. Anyway, POD, like, <laughs> and I'm just thinking like, okay, they covered you too. I guess that's cool. Uh, oh, did they? Yeah. It was a uh, bullet, the blue sky. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Which like everybody that I talked to, uh, uh, you know, or that that was like, oh, have you heard POD? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, they covered you too. I know you like you too. I'm like, I know. 
Wait, what's that line in that song? Thrill me, kill me, fuck me. Oh, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what did they do? There's that? a difference. It was uh, hold me, thrill me, kiss me, kill me. Oh, way uh, off. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was the one that ended up on the Batman Forever yeah. uh, soundtrack. That yeah, song's fucking yeah. sick. <laughs> I do love that song. It's got the animated video with all the animated Jokers and Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. I'm, uh, but basically, that's let's cut. That was that was the material I had to work with here, and like I was not into any of that. Yeah. At all. So we but, left Miami. But yeah, so we yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we found each other. It's like you like Oasis a lot and the Beatles and shit. Cool. Let's get the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then that's when we yeah. moved to Boston, and we lived in Boston for 16 years yeah. before we moved. Uh, here. Yeah, before we were fucking this noise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Good old LA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many bands from Miami have you met since moving? A few. I can um, only think of one. Um, I can only think of one, I think. Yeah. It's like, wow. I, I don't, yeah, I don't want to name them because they, they're, uh, yeah. I stopped talking to them when, uh, it was the day of the Boston Marathon mm-hmm. bombing, which is like frightening as fuck. I remember thing. that day very clearly, actually. Yeah, no, it was like, it, we were, it was like locked, the city was like on lockdown, mm. it, was, it was weird, uh, but he's one of these, I don't know about now, but at the time, this dude was like one of the, one of these like Ron Paul, like conspiracy yeah. people, uh, and he was like, you know, I can't remember his exact words, but it was heavily implied that it, it was faked. And um, all I'm thinking is, like, you know, a few of my friends were like at the finish line. Yeah. You know, like next to like a fucking thing and that was like the moment i was just like man fuck you man yeah like, i don't know uh, so that's the one <laughs> <laughs> is that the one you were thinking of? that's the one yeah, i was yeah. thinking uh, about, yeah. and it's unfortunate because they're they the songwriting was catchy as hell and you know uh, oh, that, of course they had to be a massive flaw yeah, yeah. nothing's free yeah. Right? um but yeah and like uh another guy i went to high school with uh became like a recording engineer mm-hmm. um so that was cool turned out he was british uh, this is really funny. It's like the, like when we, we uh, ended up staying with him like on, on tour one year, and uh, you know, he was like, oh, Henry, how are you? you know, and all this stuff. And I'm like, why are you talking like this? Like, I knew he was from Britain. Uh-huh. <clears throat> what he didn't normally put in But he didn't speak with an accent or, uh-huh. or an English accent. And uh, it's like, where the fuck did this come from? And he's like, because if you talk like this at Columbus High School, you get your ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, that didn't charm everybody? Uh, That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I thought the English accent was like for everybody. I thought everybody Not to a bunch it. of aggro yeah. male 15-year-olds. Yeah. I went to an all-boys yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, a, a couple of people like now are, are cool. Um, uh, this guy, Roger Pino, uh, he's in this band called Monterey mm-hmm. out of Miami. They're, uh, they're, they're a little more simpy than, than uncomfortable. So there's but, two bands. Uh, <laughs> two bands. But they're really good. Bands. They're really good. Yeah. Um, that's so funny that that's yeah. such a dry town. Like, because yeah. I always hear about DJs and stuff. But like, well, that's yeah, so that's great, the thing. Yeah. Electronic music, DJs, the club the scene like is huge. Yeah. Uh, but like, as far as like forming bands and all that stuff, that it just didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't there. Um, so in Boston, there are a ton of bands. Yeah. There's mm. a ton of musicians. There are a huge uh, scene in that area. Yeah. There yeah. was. Uh, it, it's sort of well, like it's, it's still there. the scene is the bands are there. So the bands are there. There are a lot less places to play. It's it's just, it's gotten a bit. Um, it's a depressed scene right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I it's think. it's very rich in just musical. Yeah, there's ability. there's a lot of bands. Yeah. There's a lot of music history there. Um, you know, uh, 
I, it, it ebbs and flows every few years. Something mm. kind of happens and either, you know, like I said, the, a lot of venues close up and then some open up. And I honestly, I don't think it's any different from a lot of things in most major cities these days where a lot of things are a closing shop. And New York has lost a lot of like mm -hmm. major musical historical places, like certain studios that have closed down and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really not very different from anything that's happening anywhere else. High rents and people yeah. can't pay and no one's making enough money to pay these high rents because while the rents keep going up, nobody's making, people are making the same amount of money. Right. Um, so it's, it's really, rather than being a, a reflection of uh, the particulars of any one city, it's just more the reflection of the society that we're creating. You know? <laughs> that's why uh, there's nothing in West LA, right? Like, for yeah, me, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I saw some Facebook page again, Facebook mm -hmm. being the purveyor of all knowledge here. It's, uh, <laughs> all uh, glory to Facebook. <laughs> be sure to, yeah, be sure to poke. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Zucky. Zuckerberg. Oh, Zucky. God. That's my favorite one. Uh, I saw some group about uh, it's like we're gonna bring the scene back to Santa Monica. Uh -huh. hmm. and like, there's and no scene in Santa Monica, not even a small one. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, kudos for trying. I <laughs> do it, but uh, I don't know. Mm, I wonder what it would sound like. Super like, chill. cause East. <laughs> 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 Is it all just gonna be Jack Johnson again? <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. Yeah, uh, please break shit. all those yeah. kids' all acoustic that guitars. Stuff that you just can't, can't resist. Why are you, you know? so happy? Yeah, it's just uh, motherfucker. Why do I keep coming to Starbucks? Just <laughs> if, oh, you've got to break every acoustic guitar on the West Side. I think yeah. you can't allow any more in. Yeah. Form a blockade. There's an embargo. <laughs> there should be. Yeah, sure. I'll fetch them. Bring them out. Um, yeah. Um, here, I'll pause it. And, you know, we did like the whole round of uh, PR and everything, and uh, it was one of these, uh, or we, we got more more than a few of these like uh, email interviews, which like aren't necessarily bad, but yeah, it was like these super generic questions, and I think we decided like let's just give equally shitty answers to these. Uh, like I remember one of them, I, I felt a little bad afterward, but one of them was like. Uh, it's like, oh, so what's it like being the only girl in the band to, to Jen? <laughs> and it's like, man. Uh, but I think we gave some answers. It's like, oh, well, to like, uh, to sort of like equalize everything, we all pee at the same time sitting down <laughs> when we're on tour. Just to, uh, that's yeah, good. It's just like, like shit like that. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's something, you know, anybody in any band or artist is going to encounter is like the, there are people who just have sites and they just mm. want stuff to post on their sites. Yeah, content. <laughs> yep. And uh, and they have a set of questions that they send to the to whoever they send it to. The same set of questions mm -hmm. that does not change based on the artist at all because mm. they don't bother learning anything specific about them. And, and we so, all know who we're talking about, gentle listener. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of them. We could yeah. be thinking about a bunch of different. Yeah. Th th I mean, the internet is vast. Mm. And so what happens is, you know. Uh, now you get a chance to be incredibly creative with your, with your answers. Oh, yeah. You mean I can say whatever I want? And you're not going to fact check this or challenge me or anything? All right. It, oh, it has been 10, fun uh, to kind of do that. Yeah. Next up, the presidency. <laughs> it's clearly possible now. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, had a, I interviewed this band who, 
who mentioned in or their their publicist had mentioned mm -hmm. they're only going to reply with uh gifts so um oh my yeah gosh. so just be prepared and i was like this is i'll play yeah this is the worst <laughs> and the best it's like peak. did you send questions yeah. in, in yeah. yeah but i said just bullshit questions like like this it was a punk band <laughs> What's your contribution to jazz in the new wave of blah 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 whatever? So they just sent me this SpongeBob thing where it was great. Oh, they that's played amazing. along too. Yeah, that's like, great. It went back and forth. That's and, good. Yeah, that's oh, very man. good. That's my dream. But like with just like clips from The Simpsons, which is like how I communicate with people anyway. Like, I've been using. I use more uh, Simpsons memes in in gifs uh -huh. than I've seen the show. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you heard of this? I, this is like saved on my phone now. Uh, this site called Brinkiac. No. Oh man, this is this was like <laughs> the best day of my life when, uh. when they told me about this site. Uh, somebody took like I don't know how many seasons of The Simpsons, like, uh, and they they created a computer program that they it would um, see if I got this right. They took all of the captioning from the show so that you have the text of everything okay. right, and then it took screenshots. Like basically the al the algorithm he programmed like if a scene alters more than like this much then you take a new screenshot, oh. right? So you basically have this database of like twenty seasons of The Simpsons uh -huh. that you can search and get individual scenes. You can make gifs of it's, wow. It, That's where they all come from. It changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> like. People will like ask me things, and now I'm like, you know, I'm like spend like eight minutes, like instead of saying yes or no, I spend like like eight minutes, like hang on, I got a perfect scene, I gotta make the change. I've got an answer for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Man, instead of making, I'd suffer brain damage. Uh, I'll I'll send it to you. It's uh yeah, it is the greatest do. thing in my life. Oh, I hope they do that with other ones because like I've been I make memes every now and then just for you know for fun i'm yeah. in star trek shit posting groups and <laughs> but it's it's like you can tell who's watching yeah. or where they are in the in the season right. of whatever series yeah because it's like the 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 last five memes are going to be from deep space nine from this one season yeah. that everybody just kind of related to and wanted to talk about for a moment right yeah. right it's like, uh, it's yeah it's great it's, but it's kind of limited you know yeah right it's right. uh it's funny though because like uh, and i had that realization with the uh with the simpsons um so i think like a few years ago, I actually made an attempt to watch like a new, brand new, current episode, mm -hmm. and it's not that it wasn't funny. It's just like I didn't, it didn't speak to me. Yeah. And because um, like the show came on when like I was a kid, you know, so like I had like my experience was like watching the first like ten seasons, you know, as they were airing, and yeah. uh, I realized that like there are like three waves of The Simpsons where it's just like. The second wave, which I think was like the two, the two thousands, was like people that grew up watching The Simpsons and then became writers, <laughs> and then now we're in like the next wave of that, and it's like people who watched the programming written by the people who watched the original. You know, it's <laughs> like, right, it's like, right, right. Uh, that's why it's that's why it's forty seasons in or however long. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it must be it must be the longest on, running show. I think on it's TV. on season yeah. I think thirty one now. Sure. Right? Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Thirty one. Um, yeah. Jeez. Because uh, it came out in like eighty nine ninety. What a paycheck! Uh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. What a paycheck! <laughs> At this point, this show's never getting canceled because everybody's just like, "Fuck it, man. Let's just run this into the ground." And, um, but uh, yeah, it is. It is interesting. You know, I feel like it's kind of like a Rorschach, where it's just like, "Well, which which is your classic era of the Simpsons?" You know. Yeah. Like, uh, I always hear that it's the first ten. 10 yeah. seasons. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, the I'm, best that's what I'm partial to. Pro <laughs> probably about from like season, really season four is kind of the, re 
season three has some great episodes yeah, yeah. Well, season but season four is like, four is like yeah. the okay now it's a perfect show yeah yeah uh, so four through like yeah through like nine i guess yeah that was that's how i felt about season three of one day at a time right uh where it's like they hit like season four of the simpsons level of like just sharpness spot of, on jokes yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they got canceled wait <laughs> but, one but day at a time was that the the cosby spinoff no, it was, uh, no, it was, it was uh, well, it's like a, re- there was a, it was a 70s show, mm-hmm. but they redid it on Netflix um, a couple years ago with, uh, uh, so the, in the show, it's like a, a, a single woman's raising these kids and. Um, it's a Cuban family. Right, but I'm talking about the original one. Oh, the, oh, so it starts with, and there's the guy Schneider like who's like, she's an alcoholic, and that's why it's like one day at a time. Uh. Um Start. And and then the the super is one of the characters in the show. He like lives in the building and whatever. I, I don't know too much about the original show, but that was sort of the setup for that original one. Mm-hmm. And then they redid it. So is a, a Cuban American family living in Echo Park. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, and she's her her trauma in the thing is that she's like a, a, a war veteran. Mm-hmm. So from Afghanistan. Yeah, from like Afghanistan. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot about like PTSD, like that comes up in there, and she's got like depression. Yeah. But then there's just like. And but Rita Moreno plays her mom, so she's the abuelita mm. on the show, yeah. and she is so phenomenal. Oh, she's awesome. so, so you've got three generations of like between like her and then the mom who's like our age, about like thirty-seven. She's supposed to be right. Justine, Justina Machado is about thirty-seven on the show, thirty-six, thirty-seven. Older. She's a little older. On the show. Okay, well so in that realm, so basically she's kind of like our generation growing because Henry and I are both like Cuban, Cuban families, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So uh, there's that, and then there's the kid who's like. Uh, a teenager mm-hmm. they're both teenagers there's two kids on the show mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of the next wave but it's it's so funny wow. and it's really great and it's full of so many Cubanisms <laughs> yeah it's fantastic <laughs> it's so fantastic like talking loudly <laughs> making espresso espresso <laughs> and all the sugar and... yeah yep, um, yep exactly but yeah anyway, it's like yeah season three uh, was like so fucking sharp like, mm. it was just, like, they finally got that show, like, exactly how it should be. And, like, the timing of everything is great. And, you know, they're, and it's they're, really warm, too. It's very warm. It's, and there are some, and, yeah. like, I think, you know, there were, like, there's always, like, really heavy moments in that show. But on, on season three, they really nailed, like, the timing of, like, and then comic relief. And it's, like, not yeah out of the blue either, you know. And then, of course, Netflix canceled it. Uh, uh, they, they got picked up again by, like, Pop TV. Oh, okay. Which is awesome, but... Uh, now it's I just have to figure out what the fuck Pop TV is. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta download it from YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah hopefully. Of course not. <laughs> no. I mean, but, that show, yeah, no it became yeah. such a, like, everybody I knew from high school was watching that show because mm. it's like, you know, it's the yeah, only yeah. thing on TV with anybody Cuban on it, let alone a whole family. Yeah, admittedly you know? Cuban. Right. Yeah, anyway. exactly. Right, yeah. right, right. It's not playing yeah. an Italian or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Andy Garcia. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's all right. That's a paycheck. Marriage. Godfather. Yeah. He's got to do it. He's got to right, right. work from within, but you have to get in there first. So, yeah. okay. We had Al Pacino and Italian play Cubans. Right. right. Uh, no, there was a, this is like a bit in the show. Uh, I think it was like the last season where like there was like a wedding or something. And like there was like a joke about like, oh, Andy Garcia is just showing up to this wedding. You know? and it's yeah. Like, yeah. Because he's like the Cuban actor. Related guy. to and, every Cuban but, in Miami. No, but the funny, the funny fucking thing about this is so I Everyone I will tell you that. This is apparently true. I thought my mom was just full of shit, but. Apparently, I am related to Andy Garcia by marriage. Uh, she really traced it, or she's she no she like you know I, I just figured my mom's like you know oh yeah we're related to the the guy who discovered land from like one of Columbus's ships or something yeah it's like 
That's well, cool too. Well, duh, like, because Spain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was like along. Yeah. Um, fuck Columbus, by the way. But anyway, uh, it was. Oh, I thought yeah. it was along those lines of uh, an exaggeration. Was, yeah, yeah. And you know, back when I was on Facebook, uh, <laughs> one of my cousins like got married, and there was like a photo with him with this, this dude who looks really familiar. And like, I click on the photo, and it's fucking Andy Garcia. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that that's his uncle, and like the whole the whole math that my mom put forth it's like no that that totally checks out like, that is wow. exactly yeah yeah so then the joke about like Andy Garcia just randomly showing up at your family's wedding on that show was like so like basically I was the target audience I guess for it's not without its basis in reality uh yeah. my um this by the way is, Andy this Primo if you're listening put a, put one of our songs in uh your, your next movies, movie buddy <laughs> um you gotta do it yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Everybody has a story like that with Andy Garcia. That's the the, the Kevin Bacon seven sp- se- uh, degrees, degrees of six degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon. Oh, the yeah. Miami version is Andy Garcia. That's so bizarre. Right. You have one too. Oh yeah, my on my dad's side of the family. He his sibling. I don't know who it is. This is like very diluted by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember. But it was it's his, one of his siblings is married to the cousin of one of his mom's sisters <laughs> so there was like you know it was the thing where we walked into this random distant relatives home and there are like photos and andy's in one of the photos or something you wow. know one of the bazillion relatives <laughs> that i have that i don't know anything about you yeah. know i feel like i see a lot of andy andy garcia lookalikes too so I yeah <laughs> i need a, i need a dna test just to be sure Confirmed, Cuban. Right, right. I'm related to some bandits back in the day in Chile who, like, they were mercenaries. Oh, wow. They all all got killed by the the army, like, surrounded them in a town. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Like, that's all I got. Like, I don't have Andy Garcia. And nobody knows their names or anything like that. just kind of, like... My, uh, Mitika, you're... Yeah, they're all named Mitika. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, again, like, Cuba especially is very small, so... There's always some kind of connection, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. something like that. My, um, we have a relative on my mom's side of the family uh, who is known as Carolina la Patriota, and, uh, <laughs> Carolina the Patriot, and she was um, she worked with uh, Jose Marti during the uh, Cuban Independence uh, War. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Like I was like, oh, that's that's cool i'm gonna say i'm related to her the rest of you are not so cool but yeah. she's pretty cool yeah. you're all kind of dicks actually yeah <laughs> or was she just the one that like started the fight at the at dinner like... <laughs> maybe maybe yeah but i was like wow that's a really that's kind of cool you know yeah. there's someone like involved in the like especially with like jose Marti, who's like the most revered person in all of cuban history yeah. <laughs> like... um it wasn't uh just going on on all that uh our friend uh, carlos who Jen went to high school with, uh, who ended up like working for Obama, which was like really cool. Uh, but his wasn't like his great grandfather like a senator in Cuba or like a president. Oh, I'm pretty sure he was yeah. one of the presidents. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's, I, if I'm remembering correctly, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was actually he was a one of the presidents. Yeah, like something yeah. crazy. Yeah. Was it uh, Batista? Was it? No. <laughs> that would be very problematic. <laughs> Depending on who you talk to, obviously, but yeah. yeah. You know. But uh, no, this was like early 20th century, so mm. early early 19, 19, 20 19 or 10, whatever. Like that. Mm. Yeah. I love yeah. I need that history. Back in the area of like yeah. beepers and cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
can't imagine having a Bieber. That sounds like such a pain in the ass. Yeah, think yeah. about it. It's like, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this little thing that, like, it doesn't do anything but let you know that. Yeah, and you have to find a phone. Yeah, it. totally yeah. sucks. And the one I had, uh, which I guess was like most of them, it was, like, it was just like numbers. Uh, so you had to come up with this whole, like, uh, code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one, four, three, one, two, three. Aww. Oh yeah, it was like a language with the yeah, yeah right. Because you couldn't text. Boobs. Yeah. Right. Eight right, thousand right, right. and eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What um, a bizarre time. Yeah. And then eight one one was like, eh, call me, but I'm not dying. <laughs> eight one one. Call me if you if you have the change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, you have to pay for it all the time. Like yeah, 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 yeah. every yeah. single time. What a pain. Yeah. yeah, it was like a story. I remember this. I mean, the, the whole thing was that you just didn't do it. Oh, really? <laughs> the whole thing was that you just wouldn't, you, you just probably wouldn't call back whoever, like, Really? You, know, you just had them you. just to... Yeah, I mean, because you were supposed diligence. to do it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But you were like, oh, it was the end of the movie. We were already on the way back or whatever it was that you mm. were doing. Yeah, yeah. But... No, that was, that was like a... <laughs> my, it's my just like not texting somebody back, right? It's the same yeah. sort of... It's like, oh, I was, I was busy. I was driving. Right. Can't text and drive. Right. Exactly, yeah. exactly. My beaver was a, a fucking leash is what it was it was, was it? like yeah. uh, just the fact that like at a certain point in my life i was like allowed out of the house mm-hmm. um he was like well just keep your beeper on you and then call us if uh whatever. I'm like, yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah I'll call uh, you right back <laughs> you know and you know i didn't get in any trouble i just underage drink yeah <laughs> at least you had at your beeper. house <laughs> uh, i didn't grow up in la i grew up um in rancho cucamonga Oh, we're just like about an hour outside of here, hour east of here. Gotcha. So I don't know. I still don't know too much of this area. You know, I right. come out here all the time for shows. Right. Almost exclusively. Like, I don't come out to eat or anything really. Like, well, it's like far enough where yeah. it's like you're not just going to come if you don't have a reason to I, come, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't come out here and just walk around. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll just go to L.A. and... <laughs> do nothing <laughs> yeah exactly like oh it's loud and there's smog and it's <laughs> there's every reason not to come here but then there's a bunch of reasons to still yeah. you know yeah, so yeah. brought you guys to LA you know <laughs> I, a lot of things about Boston that we were just kind of through dealing with uh, and knowing that we wouldn't have to deal with a lot of those things when we came out here yeah. namely the weather <laughs> I got really sick of like yeah. digging uh, digging my car out of the snow to get to work on time at like five o'clock in the morning. It was brutal. And not that to mention like insane. all the crap it does to your car and then you have to pay through the nose for. And your soul. Um, and it, it, you know, it's, there's a lot of, of just Boston why I just wanted to get out of there. Why uh, LA was just kind of like, yeah, I didn't have to deal with that. I would have a certain level of anonymity because like Boston's a very small like town. So mm. like everybody sort of knows each other or, you know, once you've kind of, become who you are there you're just that person forever it doesn't really change wow and people uh, recognize you just yeah I, I think to... definitely within the scene you know what i mean yeah. like um so it just kind of feels like it's hard to break out of something you know bit of a plateau there um so and, and it was just like a kind of a fresh start and it was in a place we really liked like i mean we we have been touring nationally for a while at that point and we'd been to a bunch of different cities. So we'd had a chance to even just, before we even seriously thought about it, just hypothetically think like, would I live in Chicago? Would I live here? Would I live, you know, where am I looking forward to visiting? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it ends up being disappointing. Yeah. What, what was I not super excited about, but actually ended up being pretty cool? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So there's just, you just kind of think about those things while you're on tour is like, you know, would I, would I be here, whatever. And when we got to LA, I was kind of like, this reminds me a lot of Miami 
growing up, but also it's got all the things of like a major city that like Miami to me is a little culturally stunted. Like, <laughs> you know, like there isn't much in the way of, um, of anything not concerning making money there. And, uh, <laughs> they, they found their thing and they just, that is just kind of, it. it's kind of what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, and, um, but it, like I had a lot of, a lot of that just music and art stuff that I had in Boston, I could still get here more so because mm-hmm. it was a bigger city and more was coming through here. Mm-hmm. Plus apparently um, like everybody from Boston lives here. There's oh, a really? lot. We, yeah, we had a lot, a lot of friends of who moved. Like, yeah. Out here. Massholes. Yeah. I yeah. heard that one a long time. Uh, it's, a, it's a classic. Uh, but yeah. It's like, like so yeah, we already had a support yeah. group. Essentially. We knew people mm-hmm. already living here. Oh, that's perfect. So it, it just made sense. It's like, okay, well we're moving to a place that we like mm-hmm. that we could, you know, we're, we're kind of used to certain aspects of like, you know, in Miami you have to drive everywhere too. That sort mm-hmm. of thing. I do miss being able to just walk to most places or yeah. hop on a train. Yeah. Um, I miss, I do miss that. Um, I'd love to get a chance to live somewhere again where I could do that at some point. <laughs> Cause I do, I do miss that. But, mm-hmm. um, but the, I don't know, there's, there's a little bit more like nature in this city mm-hmm. as well. Like that's kind of neat. Like I can go, uh, you know, up into some isolated area and feel like I'm not in the city anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not, I don't have to go very far to do that. You know? Yeah. There's good hiking. Out yeah. There's yeah, good hiking yeah. like that. That's like, that's nothing I ever did before. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and you know, uh, just being outside more in general, yeah. right? Cause like in Boston, there was like months at a time. You just couldn't be outside cause yeah. it was so cold. And it's like, you can't sit out on your stoop and read a book, yeah. you know, cause it, it's just too cold out, you know? Yeah. And months yeah. And it's, 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 it's like, I, I love, Boston and I I personally consider that to be like my my home uh it just you know I, I like I, I feel like I became a full person mm. living there and I miss my friends and, and all that stuff but yeah it's just it basically it's not that it got hard it got punishing yeah, <laughs> yeah. to live there uh and there was you know like like the band plateaued which is like normal out there because it's so small uh the weather was getting even worse um you know, it's like super expensive to live there, like worse than here, even. Yeah, um, the cost of living. Yeah, so it was just kind of one of these like things we where couldn't, we couldn't live anywhere on our own. Yeah. We had to live in like, uh, 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 you know, there were a number of times we just ended, we were living as roommates in the yeah. house of friends who were financially a little better off and owned their place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's the only way we could live in the city yeah. and not pay market yeah. prices. You know? And it ain't cheap here either, but... It's, right, yeah. but I, um, we can we can make a go of it. Like we're here living on our own, and it, it hasn't yeah. been an issue yet. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. it only just sucks. <laughs> uh, it's not prohibit- prohibitively expensive yeah, yeah. just yet. You right, can right. you can find deals. You can, that got way harder and harder. We yeah. had to move further and further out with mm. Boston. Um, you know, and it's, it, it is beautiful here. It's like I don't, yeah. you know, I, this doesn't. When I'm looking outside this window right here, that doesn't exist. I can't be outside the whole year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I can do here. Mm-hmm. Even if it is chilly, it's fine. You know, like it's when it gets winter here, it's like fall in Boston, which yeah. is great, yeah. which is my favorite oh, time of year. Yeah, it's never so bad that you can't. That you can't be outside. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think yeah. the only the only thing I really, really miss is like the fall, which is only five minutes long at this point in yeah it got to be less and less yeah Yeah, it's like in winter like over there yeah um what i was gonna say before when you were talking about like hiking and stuff and then going back to star trek uh i don't know if you've ever been out (laughs) i don't know how this is gonna no no, no, we're talking about hiking so uh up around here uh, oh yes yes 
Uh, it's where they shot like the, the 1966 Batman, like when the Batmobile's coming out of the Batcave. Oh. It's there, but then behind that, I guess, I mean, they shot a bunch of stuff there, uh, primarily the original like Star Trek mm-hmm. scenes, like when it's like, we're on a barren desert a planet. A desert planet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, like, if <laughs> That's you know, Bronson. If it looks the same, yeah. it's because they shot it there. Uh, and it's like right up the street. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's well, like it's, it's like 20, 30 So that long. main street, Franklin, yeah. uh-huh. um, if you were to make a left where that Gelson's is, mm-hmm. that's that's Bronson um, Avenue or whatever that is, and that leads straight into Bronson Park. Wow. And if you go take the the little, it's a very short hike up to the, the caves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They filmed a ton of stuff up there, especially really cool. like in the 60s. So if you see any kind of desert-looking type thing where it's just sand and dirt or whatever, like, that's where they shot it. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Because <laughs> as long as you don't pan too much to the left, you won't see the Hollywood sign. <laughs> Gotham City. <Yeah. laughs> uh, and again, that view is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's great. This is the closest I've ever been to the Hollywood sign. I've never oh, really? hiked up there. Or yeah. Like, we've never hiked up there, too. We got we kind of went halfway, and I was like, I'm really tired. Let's yeah, turn around. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, it's, it's funny seeing all the tourists, too. It's like, hey, motherfuckers. I'm like... <laughs> Yeah. Get off my yeah. street. Used to be you. <laughs> but, it, but it is cool, though. It's like, so this this neighborhood that we're in, is, you know, just to bring it back to the cost of living thing with Boston, uh, and, like, pockets of this neighborhood are way more expensive than where we are right now. But I could never live in a neighborhood this nice in Boston. <laughs> yeah. It's impossible. Like, that's why when we pulled up here, I was like, I, you know, the listing must be wrong. Yeah. It must be wrong. Yeah. There's no way that we can afford this apartment. <laughs> and uh, no, that's what it was. So yeah. like that enough for me was like, wow, I get to like, I can live still like close. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to like yeah. be, you know, 40 towns away to yeah. like pay what I can afford. And, you, know, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's, that's been a huge change and that's been great. Um, so it, just overall. A bad day, if you're having a bad day, you can just step outside and look out and be like, <laughs> right, nice right. Out. I can go for a five-minute nice walk and, and feel not, better. Yeah, not close to Hollywood and Vine. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. My friend used to live on Franklin, uh-huh. and like right off of uh, Highland. Okay, oh, yeah, and, yeah. God, yeah, it's uh, yep. something. I was like, every day, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, with this? yeah. Absolutely not. I couldn't my, uh, do it. My parents visited. Yeah. Uh, was it last year? Yeah, it must have been last year. And uh, yeah, because we're we're right by all that. You know, they're like, oh, can we go see the, the stars and the you know, the the Chinese theater and all that. Like, yeah. Fuck, fine. <laughs> and, and it just so happened that that was like the peak of like this insane heat wave. So it was just like, God, it's blazing hot, you know? So they were just like, Oh man, it's so hot. I'm like, I know. Yeah, I told you <laughs> it you would be cool where you're staying. Like, uh, and, but the funniest moment was like, so like we did the tour of the Chinese theater, like they're blasting the AC, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and we got outside, you know, with like the handprints and everything. And they're like, Oh, can I put your hands on the handprints? It's like on, on concrete yeah. in like 100 plus degree weather <laughs> fucking no yeah you know yeah. it's 200 degrees yeah right now, right? also like germs man yeah, like, yeah people step all over yeah, this yeah. stuff yeah tourists uh, uh yeah, there's probably knows? urine pulling yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah someone, someone definitely took a piss in Clint Eastwood's handprints but it's been good man I think yeah. like I think part of even just moving in general was just kind of having we wanted to slow down a bit. We wanted to have a little more of a different perspective of just kind of living more for ourselves. And I think part of that, you get in a rut sometimes. And I think we'd gotten in a rut. Mm-hmm. And I think we also knew that staying in Boston, we wouldn't be able to get out of it. Like, we'd, our lives would probably 
end up in a way that we probably didn't want them to end up. And so we kind of knew it's either we do that and we make our peace with that or we try and, you know, have a different life somewhere else. Right. Um, and it just so happened that our bass player, Charles, was also going through a very similar thing. We were just all <laughs> going through the same world of emotions yeah, at the same time and we all decided to move out here. here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, so that's, that's kind of how that went down. And, like, things have just, I mean, my life's so different now. Um, and, and for the better, again, there are things that like I miss and it, and it's not, it, um, it almost makes it sound like it's because of that city, but it was because of my specific experience within that city. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. At that specific time. At that time. That you know what I mean? Um, yeah, but so. no, I, I, uh, like the music scene out here too, I was kind of surprised, but I mean, I guess I wasn't totally sure what to expect. Cause like, you think like, especially like in Boston, there's like this antagonistic, attitude toward you know like la you know uh, <laughs> like, oh, fucking LA, yeah. uh but uh i was surprised at like the music community mm-hmm. that is out here because i guess i was like maybe expecting like fucking like you know britney spears and like just you know like that kind yeah. of you know, like super <laughs> pop and and like electronic stuff which is which is there um yeah. And there are people doing interesting things with that too, which also. Well, I, I think but, what you're saying is less genre-y and more like to the uh, effect of like, it, does that have a community or not? Yeah, right? I guess like the community aspect is something I wasn't totally expecting. So like. And they uh, run so deep here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you know, and, that, and so like the the bootleg show. Uh, I mean, apart from playing the bootleg, which was sort of like a nice little, you know, <laughs> check out the box. Like I love that venue, but oh. the bill too was like. Um, it was like Alicia and, uh, and Maddie, and uh, and we just met Fiona. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's awesome uh, but you know it's just like so nice to like have a community around that and like in a place like LA mm-hmm. um, I don't know it's nice bootleg has a community I didn't realize existed either because mm-hmm. like I've only been there a, a handful of times and each time it was within the past couple of months or so it just happened to work out that way yeah mm-hmm. and just like everybody here knows each other everybody knows the bartender right everybody right, knows right, the, right the door right. guy and it's it's so cool yeah, yeah, yeah. i love that it, it's not um i don't know if that's super common but it's yeah, nice I don't to know. see but it's but it's definitely something you notice <laughs> yeah you know what i mean and and that's just kind of cool mm-hmm. like yeah. like i feel like the satellite is kind of that way too yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. maybe um maybe harvard and stone but for different reasons right right, right yeah 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 and I'm, I'm wondering how much of that too is uh helped by like you know, it's a place like LA is sort of like the epicenter for people coming here to like do music and acting mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I wonder how much of it is like sort of a an empathy you just kind of naturally have with other people who are in the shit with you. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, for all those scumbags yeah. that we talked about earlier, yeah, there are yeah, also yeah, yeah. people who no, are exactly, just yeah. trying to do their thing. And mm-hmm. like this, this is kind of one of the beautiful things that's happened here is mm-hmm. like the friends that we've met. We've all been helping each other out yeah. with whatever skills it is that we have. And mm-hmm. and sort of warning each other about well uh, this happened to me here so maybe you don't want to play that gig or this or that or whatever else and we're all sort of like looking out for each other and um it's not to say that that wasn't necessarily there with it it, you know you were friends with other people in bands in boston and that sort of thing i i don't remember really like helping each other out to that degree Mm -hmm. um Uh. I'm waiting. Mm. <laughs> I'll come back to it. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I I don't remember it being like to that extent. I think you were always still aware of competing with each other. Right. I guess okay. Yeah. Like I mean, 
Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll disagree that there there wasn't that aspect of like community. Uh, I mean, and it does. I rain. didn't say community. Okay. I I said specifically okay. but it, that like did another band sort of like help us out? Did we help out another band the the same way that we're doing that here now with folks? Like people going out of their way for you? Well, sort of like being like if you have a particular if, okay. For example, this isn't necessarily a thing that happened, but like if someone needs help editing mm-hmm. video or something mm-hmm. and they don't have it within their thing, then Henry might help them or give them advice or something like that. Oh yeah, that just trading skills exactly, yeah. just mm-hmm. kind of bartering with each other in that mm-hmm. sense, you know, um, and even just talking about like what you're doing and getting advice. It kind of felt like in Boston, it was like walk into the room, pop up your chest. This is what I'm working on. This is what I'm doing. Doesn't mm. it sound cool? Okay. I guess. What like, are you yeah. doing? You know? Yeah. I guess, it, I guess generally, yeah. Like that's the vibe, but like, cause, I, but cause I'm just thinking about people like in Boston that have gone to bat for us, you know? Mm-hmm. And you know, like people like you and like old Jack and like all these people that, you know, we do ship for each other, but yeah, I mean, I guess if you're talking about just a general, we, we, uh, there's uh, a difference between supporting each other and going to each other's shows, which is, highly important and the thing that i am specifically talking about i'm being very specific okay. mm-hmm. because i'm not including that in the scenario so that that's what i that's what i'm saying is the difference yes everybody showed up to each other's shows and everybody's doing that because otherwise no one would show up mm-hmm. right <laughs> but what i'm saying is like to the degree of like helping each other out working on each other's things mm-hmm. you know what i mean and uh and and sort of you know, this show that we built out for the single release at the bootleg, like that was also me and Maddie working on the bill and putting that all together. I worked with someone outside of this band with, in a different band who's going to be on the bill to do that, mm-hmm. you know? And that wouldn't have really happened. Like, yeah, that seems, that seems like a standard here. Yeah, yeah. I just think that that's, that's a particular thing. I think it, it goes to we're all kind of in the same boat and in Boston, it didn't feel like we were always in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Like people always had their other things that they did or, or they, you know, they were ultimately relying more on their jobs to mm. kind of get them through. And we're just kind of like, we just, we're, I don't give a fuck about whatever I'm doing to pay my bills. I'm mm-hmm. just, I'm doing this. And that was sort of the marked difference. Right, and in right. here, I can see all the sacrifices people are making to, to make music and to play music and all that sort of thing. And I actually have friends who have that same experience now, whereas I quite honestly didn't have that mm-hmm. in Boston. Yeah. And that was, to me, part of like one of the reasons I want to leave because it made me feel so lonely, mm-hmm. you know? No. Yeah. A lot to unpack, and I think it's for, for a different episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I don't know that I... All that is to say that... Say. Yeah, no, you never do. Uh, all that is to say that... Um, all that is to say that it is important to, you know... It's it's helpful to be around people who are going through the same things because it makes you feel like you're not the only one, and oh, that 100%. always, you know... That always helps you get through it, mm-hmm. you know? So, again, it, my life's completely different now because of those positive elements, mm-hmm. you know? And it made a, such a huge impact, such a, a meaningful impact. Absolutely. Uh, it's, mm. It really has. Uh, it's just, again, just not feeling alone in the matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, just feeling like someone else understands what I'm going through and that it's okay. We're all dealing with the same stuff and we don't all know what we're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine, you know. And, it, it, and everybody's less cynical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm sure it's still clicky too, right? Like it yeah. still has these clicky moments. or clicky, sure, uh, sure, of course, situations and environments. Right. I'm sure every venue, especially, has like their own. Yeah, it's not like to say everything's perfect at all. Yeah, it, but, but that that's the whole thing is that if if 
if I'm saying that someone mm. understands what I'm going through, I mean, I'm probably talking about something negative. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, uh, I had a great date. What's that like? <laughs> if you're doing fine, you don't give a shit if anyone else is doing fine. <laughs> yeah. well, that's when you move to the West Side and uh, hang out with Jack Johnson, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> Just uh, chill out on the pier all yeah. day. Yeah. Full disclosure, I, I know like fuck all about Jack Johnson other than mm. like he writes happy, happy music. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Which I do not understand. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like it sounds like if there isn't strife, like what's yeah. the point? You know, like I I, I want to Existence is pain to me seeks Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like just do what you can while you're existing yeah. and then, and then I, you know, I, I think out. it I yeah. think it depends, man. I mean I think um I just look at Brittany Howard's new song, Stay High. Have you heard that track? I haven't, no. That is the happiest thing you've ever heard in your life, and you just mm. feel so good listening to that track because it's like listening to like a Smokey Robinson song, mm. mm-hmm. right? Um, so there, you know, but the, but the thing is, of course, that it's it that that song talks about like, you know, wanting to like maintain that feeling. That's st- but if you're wanting to maintain that feeling, it implies that there yeah. are moments in your life that you don't off. have that. You <laughs> yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So that's why that song works yeah. because you're talking about that one moment. And we all know we've been through the whole reason that we can all relate to that is because we have all these moments that aren't like that. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and that's why it works in that song. And that's mm. why you can stay all the way up with a big smile on your face. Yeah, listening yeah. to that track. Yeah. That's a, that's a, I mean, the whole record's great, but that song like is so beautiful and like it, it's amazing. If I had feelings, I'd cry. But uh, it's, it's, it's the best record of the year for me. Yeah, yeah. easy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the simplicity of the idea this. behind that song, I love because it's basically like, was it like my dad had a good day this time, mm-hmm. you know? And like, well, yeah, no, no, it's like not it's just, not to discount uh, uh, just happy go lucky songs uh-huh. either. Uh, I've I've just been on a post punk kick lately. So yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm still in that sort of like what is what does it all mean? And I just read this horrible book that. Oh, did you read? Uh, it's called Civilized to Death, <laughs> and it's Brandon. all about how like it's it's like the case against the advent of agriculture and the case against civilization. Oh it's wow! Very cynical shit. So that's, that's right. That's like, hardcore. Sounds like some oh, yeah. Unabomber uh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm never getting rid of my uh, phone. Yeah, that just sounds like you just want to wipe out humanity, basically. Yeah. If, uh, you know, yeah. we're, no, we're, no, no. Coming back to Smokey Robinson, it's like you know, go back to that music and just yeah. like, oh, just want to just want to chill out with. Good, it's so yeah, good. Good sounds. You it's know, so good. good voice, you know, a good attitude. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I think that like stuff can be like. I think it's really great to have stuff that's. Um, really positive with it's, it's rooted in the fact that it knows that, that life is not always positive i mm-hmm. think that's the whole thing so that's what makes it grounded and real but it gives you like hope mm-hmm. to knowing that like maybe tomorrow will be a better day mm-hmm. you know yeah there is a the music up with hope <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's the music out there that like and then maybe again back to jack johnson like is it just happy Mm-hmm. you know it's just happy is there any yeah, yeah that's just it like, there's no acknowledgement of it's, it's just saccharine yeah, yeah. It's just plastic I, uh, yeah. plastic music you know yeah. in I, words i never thought i'd say in jack johnson's defense <laughs> pause for for a moment of sadness see uh, everything you've said before you've just been disqualified <laughs> <laughs> um well i saw he he gave some interview uh, i can't remember if it was like colbert or or late show but you know and I, I appreciate this it was uh if i'm remembering this correctly it was something along the lines of, like he had a hard life mm-hmm. 
and he's kind of like, you know, why not put out just happy music? Mm-hmm. And I can respect that. I don't respect your music, but I respect your motivation. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's certainly, you know, I mean, whatever. No, well, that, Everything has a place. That's what uh, I'm saying. And this, this is what I'm trying to get at, that there's a difference between something, you yeah. know, I, I get him saying that. See, that's the same thing that, like, when we were growing up and listening to, like, Oasis music, mm-hmm. and, like, Noel Gallagher's music is always about, he came from a super rough background, but it was always like, I'm getting out of this town, I'm right. getting out of this, which, to me especially, mm-hmm. wanting to leave Miami since I was super young, mm-hmm. was just, like, speaking to me directly. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because, um, like, you knew there was something better out there that you could have, mm-hmm. and you wanted to go get it. And it's motivation music. Um, it's right? motivation right. music. And that's that's how I see when I think about like something positive that I like, that's what I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Something that kinda amps you up to go and, and take something on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you can't listen to, you know, depressing music. Yeah. yeah. You when can. you're trying to get yeah, into yeah. that mode, you know. Right. Like, exactly. When you're trying to lift yourself up, you have to listen to you know, happy yeah. music. Absolutely. <laughs> Inspirational stuff. Like to me that's that's one of the big sort of starting points I feel like hope for for what I think is like what most of our music sort of does what I think we want to do you know is like that's that's when I feel the best when I'm playing and singing um and listening is it just maybe I just need a lot of motivation I don't know (laughs) know. (laughs) that's what I was gonna say too that you guys are like like shockingly optimistic yeah about for a pair of assholes like we are shockingly optimistic i'll I'll take it uh like it's yeah just listening to everything i can yeah yeah. uh, get a hold of of your work i don't feel that way but thank you (laughs) you you, uh you put on the you put on a happy face for sure uh yeah wow okay even uh even that the song i was listening to on the way here um uh shoot it's about breaking up Um, oh falling out of love falling out of love Mm -hmm. yeah even that, I was like, <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> like this, this, yeah, there's dark. something about it that's uh, like, I'll get through this. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think as an overriding theme, um, that's the human experience, right? Mm. It's just uh, you, life. Life is a thing that is happening to you, mm. um, and sometimes it's stuff that you have to overcome i mean especially for me so i'm just like just leave me alone i just don't want to do a thing don't ask me to do stuff like you know so everything is a fucking big deal to me right? um <laughs> so you know like i honestly i i can look back at a lot of the stuff that i've brought to the table that have almost all been songs to myself mm-hmm. right like to get myself out of a, a, a mindset so that I can tackle something or whatever else. Like, you know, um, the B side to the single that we put out is called show me what you got, you know? And that's that all that, all that stuff is like, it's like letters to myself, like get out of your rut and pick yourself up and mm-hmm. keep moving. Yeah. And that song know? in particular, like we literally wrote that, like, I don't know, like five days after the fucking election. The last presidential oh. election. So yeah. It's like, Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but so you're just uh, like, you're I mean, not going to, you're not going to, thank God that election turned out great. <laughs> uh, I'm totally kidding, by the way. Yeah, that for those of you that sucks. don't get humor. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be hard to explain this later to my Facebook groups. <laughs> Anyone would listen. Uh, you're a part of love. Uh, putting kids in cages is a great idea. <laughs> Wink. Said no one. Yeah, right. Said, said no one ever. Yeah. Said one. Shit. Dickhead from Santa Monica. Yeah, <laughs> that that dude, that dude's just like empty. Inside. Yeah, it's I like, can't believe he's from Santa Monica. I was like, what's wrong? What? Like, 
uh, what's oh, his name? Oh, Stephen Miller. Miller. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Piece of shit. Yeah, it's like, what, ha- um, what happened? You he's proof positive uh, that evil prematurely ages you. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I found out how old he was, it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, he's dick. Like, he's like 33? Something, like, something that? like that, yeah. 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 He's like, like double that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, somebody maybe that's why he hates Latinos, because we got good genes and you know, <laughs> age slowly, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> we um, win. Have fun but, uh, looking your age and yeah. plus. Yeah. <laughs> put him in a cage. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, that song we we wrote it like a few days after the election, and uh, it was kind of this thing of like, you know, we just need to get out of this headspace. I'm like, you know, it's like what's done is done. Yeah. Um, how, how do we, we, how do we proceed? How do we get out of this? Yeah. And then coupled with we don't have a chorus, what do we do? It's like, well, let's just throw in a Rick and Morty reference in there and <laughs> be done with it. Yeah. <laughs> Season uh, four. Yes. <laughs> so excited. What, next month? Uh, or yeah. December? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, <wee. laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. But you know what? They really uh, they really dragged that one on. I, I almost yeah. lost interest entirely. Yeah. It, it, I mean, especially because there's also so much time in between, mm-hmm. you know, the seasons. You're kind of like, am I ready to get back into this? Mm. I am. I'm yeah. not. And then you get in and it's, yeah. Last season was good. Remember, was, I, I can't good. remember it now. It was good, it's been and then so long. they they tied it, it up funny. with like kind of like, uh, it was a very uh, self aware uh, Deus Ex Machina flick, and now everything's back to the way it was. Ha ha ha! And then it like zooms okay. in on Rick, and he's just pissed. <laughs> right, 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 right. Huh. Uh, I just love that uh, they have blonde redhead playing in the background with. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Evil Morty. Yeah. yeah just like that. Yeah, that's hipster, right. Yeah. What a hipster yeah. reference that was. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, geez. Oh, geez. <laughs> They're very good about uh, it. Very clever writers, obviously. You know. Yeah. yeah. No, the, the writing on that show is... is that's brilliant. It's so good. Yeah. It's um, really good. Yeah. We were, we were in the middle of our... Uh, Sometimes it's almost too heavy, though. It, yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, yeah. Man, no, that, I need to walk away for a minute. They have the, these um, really fucked up moments. Yeah. Right? The yeah. Citadel of Ricks. I mean, which is brilliant, but fuck. Yeah. The Citadel of Ricks episode was like, I had to like stop... Like, I was going to binge on it. I was just like, I can't yeah. right now. I'm like, thank God for, like, the sort of, like, post-credits thing of, like, all right, I can't yeah. believe you did that. Instead of, like, going to the Citadel of Ricks, that would have been a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> Where Mortys are killing Morty. Yeah. <laughs> Morty on Morty violence. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh... Or there was, like, the cowboy stripper Morty, too. That was just, like, totally threw me off. This cowpoke's going to get on out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah, when we were, uh, we were like, knee-deep in our, our, uh, our VR adventure uh one of our, our friend uh tanya who's uh who's awesome and uh, like she's still i think she's still doing like vr games and stuff now mm-hmm. but she her and her husband um they have a copy of like the rick and morty like vr game mm-hmm. uh and it's cool it's so fucking awesome it's it's <laughs> it? it's the right amount of frustrating uh-huh. <laughs> uh but basically you what is it um you're like a morty clone and you're, you're basically just relegated to the garage, mm-hmm. right? And, like, Rick and Morty have to go on an adventure, and it's like, oh, you gotta, you gotta go fix this thing. Uh, and it's things like, oh, you have to fix Rick's computer because, like, he downloaded so much porn <laughs> that there's viruses. So, like, you need to go have this, like, monster in the basement throw this thing at you. It's just, like, it's just, like, really... Oh, that's cool, like an old Flash game. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot like that, but it's all, like, 3D or, uh-huh. or uh, VR. And, like, if you need to grab something from, like, past the garage... You have to like throw a Meeseeks box, mm-hmm. and then the Meeseeks will like mimic your movements to like pick up uh, whatever. It's it's, uh, so, it's, you, it's yeah, so weird. You use him to help 
yeah. get something off a shelf or something. Right, right. And then yeah. if he runs into anything, he just, like, explodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, what a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> of all, out of all the cynicism, I think we're in. Uh, we have a lot of good things going for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We definitely yeah. do. I, I think you know. I, I think it. it uh, you know, and then going, going, sort of tying it a little to our conversation earlier about social media, um, which again I think uh, is a disease. <laughs> <laughs> On uh, there are some good things from it, but overall, it's mm. we should just chuck our shit into the river. And be on our way, but um, <laughs> you know, because just because, like, I, I think that has how do I word this carefully? It it incentivizes being emotional mm-hmm. uh, because that's how like their algorithm algorithms work. That's how you pay attention to, th- to shit. Yeah, that's yeah. how you like engage with things when you're like emotional about it. And the more you engage with something, the more advertising dollars they could sell. Yeah, you know, um, and I think that feeds into negativity more right and i'm not saying shit ain't fucked because we're putting children in cages yeah shit is fucked but um i think we need to kind of keep a clear head so we can make good decisions and not feel uh defeated because like i think you know just you know and and going into my family's background with, with cuba and all that like you know just feeling defeated sucks and it just feels like there's no there's no hope and then there's no point and right you know but then you, people do find a way out yeah right yeah right um, i think the, the the problem that we're having now is just the oh like the the feeling of always being overwhelmed right, right, right we're right, constantly right. overwhelmed bad um, thing trump tweeted this dog photo uh, right and all you're doing <laughs> is LeBron like James scrolling something you yeah. know what i mean yeah, yeah. Like you're just sitting there like yeah. if you were sitting there not doing that none of that would be happening to you <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean like what would you feel you might feel you might just be thinking about your day. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You might just be, you might just be like sitting there having a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. thinking you about, something. you might write something. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, All those little moments of like, it's weird because it's one of those things that it takes up your time, but you're not doing anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Empty calories of, uh, yeah. It's like empty calories <laughs> of like time or what I don't, whatever you want to phrase it. Whereas like if I'm, if I'm entertaining myself in some other way, um, whether that's like even just watching TV, like mm-hmm. I'm still watching a show. Mm-hmm. I'm still thinking about the characters mm-hmm. on that show. If I'm reading a book, I'm thinking about the characters in the book. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if I'm sitting outside just like enjoying the day, I'm just thinking about whatever's processing in the background or, you know, kind of yeah. whatever, you know. But if you are scrolling, all you're doing is like reading a bunch of headlines and a bunch of yeah. reactions to things that you don't have any context for. Yeah. yeah. And your your buttons are just getting pushed. Mm-hmm. In, yeah, your blood starts boiling. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it, and it'll and it'll go from like something really terrible that's happening to cat pictures and then you're up and mm-hmm. then you're back down yeah, yeah. with it and, and there's it's just it's like that's not really natural. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like Yeah, they're saying like People are depressed more than ever, and they don't really yeah. know why. Right, I'm right. like, oh, I we think have, we figured it out. <laughs> we definitely have way more. I think it's just sure, way more sure common to have depression it. and anxiety yeah. Yeah. now. Yeah. Um, yeah. In this age, yeah. uh, you know, some of it definitely has to be directed. That that's been one of the biggest changes in our daily lives. Yeah. Um, and then just the fact that, and then again, just back to all that cost of living situation. Right, right. We're just also more anxious about our lives on a daily basis, mm-hmm. you know, being able yeah. to just survive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, 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 yeah. You know, exactly. I, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even suggesting either that like it causes 
anxiety and depression, but it's certainly, you know, no, I think it adds to it though. Right. Like it, it adds to it. There's, especially if you, if you are already feeling that way when you pick up your phone and start looking at stuff and you start seeing photos of people doing things that like, you're like, I wish I was there. Or I wish, like, I wish I was taking that trip, whatever. I wish I was like recording right now or whatever it is. And like, like that happens and you kind of start to feel worse, you Mm -hmm. know? And like, that's happened to me a few times when I've kind of been like, just stop, put Mm -hmm. the phone down. There's nothing good for you here right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's only making you feel worse. Put the phone down, calm down, play Mario Kart. Right. Yeah. Mario Kart well, the you, thing well, was you, you'd be better off with yeah. that yeah, right because yeah. the thing is that like now when you're not doing a thing your first instinct my mm-hmm. first instinct is to pick up the phone right. Yeah. right um i was thinking about this when i was i was reading johnny mar's book and he was like when i was bored i'd just pick up my guitar and i was like oh my god i used to I do used that, to do that. <laughs> <laughs> i used to just pick up my guitar when i was bored and yeah. now i just reach for my phone and i'm just like i should pick up my guitar next time so and just funny. see I what happens things like that i'm like god i wish i had that like <laughs> right. i wish i never yeah. had a phone because i'm a photographer like i i could be yeah. I, I could be, be taking photos, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. taking pictures and no well, this is easier yeah. i didn't have to move this time you know yeah it's man it, it's it's just too easy right yeah 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 i feel you i know and so it's back to that like policing thing we were talking about with producing. It's like now you just have to police yourself yeah. <laughs> as a human being Good on line. a daily basis, I mean, which is impossible. Totally... It's fucking really hard, oh, I was right? Just to say it's like, totally possible, but it's yeah. it's you. You can you, do uh, it, you but it's it. it's very. You have to work yeah. for that, yeah. right? And like you think about just what we have to deal with on a normal basis, and even just get even if you just go to work and come back, you're tired. Mm. You know what I mean? So you're already in a position where you're not going to want to like do the good thing for yourself or whatever, yeah. you know, like, especially after a long day of work, it's like, oh, I earned a break. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that break turns into, oh, I'm ready for bed. Right. <laughs> right. Real quick. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So can't wait end. to do this tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or if I go to bed now, I'll wake up early and get more done. And then you don't get that done. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a lot of motivation to get yourself to stop doing some of the bad habits that are just way easier to fall into mm-hmm. now because of the pocket phone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just before everything else was like on a device that lived in a place mm-hmm. and like now right. it lives in your pocket, Yeah, you know? Like your yeah. TV is like in your house or something. If you're not remember in your house. Yeah. yeah, remember when that was bad? Right, right. I long for those Kids days. aren't going outside <laughs> to play, you know? Beavis and Butthead, oh my God. <laughs> A lot of that was yeah. like bullshit too, though, because yeah. it was just kind of like, well, like I remember being outside playing and just as equally as like being inside watching mm-hmm. TV. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like you did it all. Yeah. When the light, when the street lights come on, you go inside and what yeah. do you do? You watch TV or right? You do your homework. Yeah, and exactly. then watch TV again. <laughs> right? No, totally, totally. Yeah. I didn't really do my homework. Yeah, me neither. Well, you know, the implication <laughs> was you had to or something. You know? Yeah, I yeah, ace, yeah. I would ace the tests and then I'd get like F's for like not yeah doing homework and Same. then you know my my thing would be like but. But I learned it. Yeah, I got through Fuck sophomore you. year of high school without yeah. any textbooks because I just yeah <laughs> just took notes, paid attention, you know. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Totally, yeah. yeah. Well, they're only <laughs> testing you on what they're teaching right, you. Right, right. Like you yeah. don't need the damn book for oh, that. Teacher, you just take yeah, notes. Yeah. There was yeah. like one teacher that was like, uh, you know, like I don't understand the disconnect. You know, like you're getting the tests right and the, you're participating in class. And I was like, then what's the fucking problem? <laughs> so stop assigning me homework. You, yeah. There's the, there's the this answer. is a you problem, not a me problem, right? <laughs> right. So Hope it sounds like you. here the I'm problem is with authority. College, so okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't like the sound of your voice, teacher. <laughs> <laughs> that is your real name. <laughs> I had a teacher who was an ex-cop, too, who oh, was wow. always like, he was a great guy, but like he would always, 
have these moments where he'd remind you. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Let's end this on a good note. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, cool. Fuck school, uh, fuck Trump, fuck, ha- fuck happy music. <laughs> fuck happy music. Uh, Not Jack Johnson, just his music. <laughs> we're at a stalemate a on fuck Boston. Yeah. Uh, what else? <laughs> fuck the cold. The yeah. cold. Yeah. Definitely snow is bad. Hmm. Um, All right. Uh, <laughs> I like beer. Yeah. Uh, it's plenty nice. Oh, yeah. Shout out to What are we drinking here? Barsteiner. Yeah. Sponsor me. <laughs> it's uh it's perfectly balanced and uh it's apparently there. premium beer Ooh, <laughs> premium and uh yeah there are six of them <laughs> there were six one of them we went there were six quickly. of them yeah <laughs> uh but so, what are you guys gonna what are you guys gonna plug Oh, well, let's see. Ooh. What have we got coming up? We uh, have the, uh, the bootleg. No, the boot... sorry. That already happened, my friend. Um, <laughs> oh, I'd love to see you guys at bootleg again. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to play bootleg again. But we are playing the hi-hat um, right. on November 19th. Uh, it's the Color Coast Residency. They're another fucking awesome band. Uh, we're also playing with uh, Talk Time, who I've never seen. I will take it on Color Coast word that they're fucking awesome as well. Um Yep, and we just uh, uh, what we what we did in September though that was connected to the bootleg thing is we put out a new single called Live TV. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a video for that uh, on our YouTube page. Um, That's YouTube.com. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so there's a video for that, and the single's up everywhere you can stream it, and on Bandcamp to buy it and all that stuff. And then right now, uh, as far as like our next release, we we actually have a full length ready to go. Mm. Um, so we're we've just sat down last week and planned out like. This is how to hatch that egg. Right. The rollout, <laughs> essentially. So this is when the singles will come out. We're like working on the first video now. We're editing that. Yeah. Um, so May of next year is when we're looking for the record to be out. But the new but new music from the record would should be out as early as like February, maybe even late January. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. On um, all platforms everywhere. All of that all stuff. Platforms. Everywhere you can find it, it'll be there. Uh, and this is yeah. this is partially just like a brazen name drop, but mostly like holy shit. <laughs> uh is uh we somehow got guy massey to mix our upcoming album and like guy massey basically mastered all of the beatles stuff from like the anthology at least uh like he did the remix of like so basically just to be in a spot where somebody that has worked on the beatles stuff mm-hmm. work on our shit is really cool <laughs> like i was kind of sure. Yeah, I was yeah. like freaking out, like holy shit. So, He's really good. Surprise. So I'm not, I'm not being shitty when I say our upcoming record sounds amazing, <laughs> <laughs> and it was expensive. So please buy it when it comes out. Yes, please do. Yes. Be sure uh, to have a visible merch table too. Yeah. Yes, it's gonna be yeah. on vinyl. It'll be on an yeah. LP. And it's, it's, yeah. Frankly, it's gonna be on whatever you want. Just please buy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just don't do tapes. Oh, no. Uh, oh. I hate tapes, God bless man. you. Oh, oh we've gone negative again. <laughs> Hang on. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. This would be a good one, though. Oh, my at God. Least it's, at least you it's had funny. To, you had to bring in tapes. Yeah, I uh, I get it, but tapes sound like shit. Yeah. And uh, who who still has a tape player? Who has a exactly. tape player? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, because yeah. I guarantee whoever bought those yeah. little cassette tape or cassette players from... Who was it? Burger Records is not right. using them. Yeah. Well, exactly. Like I, I bought this LP once that came like the bonus thing that if you pre-ordered was like a cassette tape with demos, and I'm just like, I, I have no yeah. way of listening to this. Yeah. 
Why yeah. wasn't this a download code? I no, yeah, like not, I, not even a download code. Let me have this as a collector's yeah. item. You and know? I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll say yeah. I. I don't even know where I, that is uh, anymore. You know, like <laughs> the aesthetic choice to do that, I fucking love, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like the demos and it's on tape. Give me a download code. Yeah, yeah. never. Oh shit, I'm never gonna <laughs> listen to this tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if I buy a tape player, I'm going to buy a four track so I can transfer all of our tapes from high school. <laughs> 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 Which Spoiler alert, I haven't done yet. <laughs> it's been like 20 years and I still haven't gotten around to it. They are also, just going to stay in a shoebox yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. 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 Until they deteriorate yeah. and then we can't play them when we finally get a four oh. track to put them in there. Which is fine. Yeah. I don't care. It's, uh, That's, this shit's, it's I mean, it's worth, awful, right? Yeah. Anything we thought was worth it, we mixed out and like burned to a CD. So it's somewhere digitally yeah. or whatever somewhere. What so if we did Ideally, a backwards right? guitar? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm worried about CD rot now because... Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I have a bunch of CDs. I have two cases from like high school that I would carry around in my backpack. Right, and like, right, right. And uh, a bunch of them are not to be found anywhere anymore. Yeah, right. And oh, no. I need to get around to finally putting them on the computer, like you said, backing them up. Right. Because one day they're just not going to work anymore. <laughs> but it is way easier to do. That's the good thing. Yeah, like, so before is. we move from Boston to here, uh, that was what I spent my last month doing oh, really? was what yeah the dvds and the cds well, the cds we'd done even earlier like i got rid of my cd collection for the most part but i you know ripped all the the music off of it so i still have it um so that was all set but then yeah i was doing like, like some burned dvd things that we'd had i just digitized them so we wouldn't even have to have the the discs mm. and we still had a box of like vhs <laughs> <laughs> and i had yeah. to Get a, a VCR from like Goodwill mm-hmm. yeah. and some software so that I could finally, Damn. finally transfer right. the VHS to the computer, to, the, to the, the, the hard drive or whatever. And getting rid of that was a small victory. Yeah, <laughs> at least it was a grand total of like 750 or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. And the funny thing is, and like, it worked. How many not have uh... those things? Those things were built to last. Yeah. yeah. Some of them. Well, like, half the VHS stuff, too, is, like, uh, it's, like, us at 16, right? And this is, like, how fucking big-headed we were. Mm. Uh, hashtag Oasis. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was, like, us at a, quote, recording session in her dad's, like, office. Uh-huh. And it's just, like, I'm just going to put the camera on a tripod and we're going to record this because this is going to be important one day. <laughs> and it's literally us just, like, recording shitty covers, like, into this, like, box and stuff like that that's like, so cool though yeah i mean it's, it's well what's funny is yeah. it's exactly what we're all doing now it is, on yeah. our phones oh yeah right? it's you, the same exact thing are you saying we're ahead of our time no, no no i'm saying this this is it is a natural inclination for human beings to document yeah. it really yeah. is yeah you go back to the, the the amy movie the amy winehouse movie mm. tons of vhs yeah yeah Tons of, like, you go, you're like, how did anybody think to do this? And it's like, of course we did this. We all did this. Like, yeah. it, you know, you camcorders didn't weren't expensive anymore. Mm-hmm. And then everyone had one. And if you were doing a thing, especially if you were a kid, you were, like, putting that on. You oh, know, we yeah. had our own skit show. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> well, by the way, uh, Matt Wycross, if you're listening, we have tons of archival footage. So if you want to have, like, a follow-up to, like, Amy and Supersonic, you, <laughs> you just call us. Dude. Um, you liked a tweet of mine once? So I, I feel like we have a, <laughs> a deep got a bond, yeah. You know? um, so yeah, just uh, just call me. <laughs> just call me. Call at, me. Call me. At, uh, what's your what's your Twitter? Do you? Uh, oh yeah, it's uh, at allowed online. Hmm. No, uh, I was not even your personal one. Oh, my personal one. It's uh, at Henry underscore B. Mm. Um, oh, if, if that was the one that he liked. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I mean, of course I remember. I just won't spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Uh, Call me. me. <laughs> <laughs> Call me. <laughs> well, thanks, guys, for doing cool. this. No, thanks. Thank this you. Is, uh, this is a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. Cheers. Yay.